Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where we get into people's heads and find out how their choices in life has affected them. My name is Leslie Fear. I'm your host. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Carla May, and she is pretty fascinating. She's a career psychic medium, and she's been doing it for over 20 years. Welcome to the show, Carla. Hi, Leslie. How are you? I am doing great. You are very interesting to me because you specialize in certain things that I've never heard of. Um, And I'm going to let you explain that to my listeners. So tell me some of the specialty things that you offer for your clients. Well, the biggest thing I do is I'm a psychic medium. So what that means is I can connect to the other side and I can give my clients messages from their loved ones. Okay. Anyone who loves them. So that's the main thing I do. Okay. Um, I also... Every medium is psychic. Not every psychic is medium. So I can give the whole what's going to happen in my next year. I can do those types of readings also. However, I've been doing this for so long, I can talk directly to people's subconscious minds. And so I do this thing called emotion code, which was actually created by a doctor. And what it is, it's a gentle yet really powerful way to release emotions that are trapped in your aura, that are causing your physical body maybe to have some issues, maybe you're stuck with anxiety and depression and just you're having physical problems and you can't achieve your goals or anything really basically negative. I can talk to your subconscious mind. They can tell me it's basically you doing the work. So I'm the liaison between someone's subconscious mind and their physical mind. Their oh, wow. Okay. Mind, their, their awake mind. Nice. So it's really fascinating. I love doing it. It is really the bulk of my career now is just helping people release things that are causing them to be stuck, basically. Well, and it's, it's very interesting that you say this because I think a lot of people don't realize what they're hanging on to subconsciously. I think that holds a lot of people back. Yeah. And let's say I cry over something and then I'm like, gosh, I didn't realize I was so emotional about that. You know, I thought I'd gone on to something else and, you know, that's happened to me before in the past. So I totally get that. So I, I can only imagine how much that helps people, but it's it's really anything they're holding on to, right? It doesn't really matter what it is. Well, I mean, we can have you know, hundreds of different emotions that we can't get closure to, healthy closure. So this is what I've always told my clients. Every time you have something happen to you, and let's say someone says something mean to you at school, you're a kid. Well, you come home and your mom says, well, she's just jealous. Stop crying. It's okay. Right. Well, she did what she thought was what she needed to do, yet you're still grappling with being bullied and being hurt and assaulted in some way. Right, so right. that emotion that was not correctly acknowledged has now been placed somewhere in your aura probably around your heart because it hurt your heart right and it's like a black cotton ball for a visual okay okay and we only have so much space in our aura so eventually if you keep doing that through your life you know all those people who say oh i don't talk about my emotions i just i just keep them in well their auras are full of all these black cotton balls that will eventually start causing them to have some, maybe some physical issues. Right. And that's when they go to the doctor and they say, oh, my leg is hurting. I have these chest pains. I have this. I have that. My arm hurts. And the doctor says, there's nothing wrong. I can't find anything. Well, they continue to keep doing that. And guess what? The only place for all of those emotions to go is now in their physical body. So mm. then the next right. time they go to the doctor, guess what? He found something wrong. Because right. that is how disease starts. So the more you can not 
stuff your emotions down to help you're going to be. That's what the emotion code does. It goes in and surgically, not literally surgically, but it, it goes into your subconscious mind and says, okay, what emotions are causing this person to have anxiety? And then I can be the liaison and hear which ones they are and help my client release them. Very effective. Yeah. Well, it sounds effective. Yeah. And you know what? I'm a big believer in people holding things back and then they can actually do more harm to themselves. I even think they can cause cancers. They can cause heart defects, diseases, all kinds of things because of one certain thing that they're not letting go. And like I said, they may not even know. It's, it might be good just to go to somebody like you, even if they think they're perfect. <laughs> you don't know what you're holding on to, you know? I mean, I think that that would be something very helpful. Now, you also talked about heart walls. Tell me about that, like the physical heart and the walls we put around that. A heart wall is also an emotion code thing. A heart wall is something that is created by your subconscious mind when trauma has happened to you. And it could just be something that you can't handle. It could be really something that possibly could kill you. I mean, it, mm. it, sometimes emotional heartache can hurt you. It can, it can kill you. People do pass from heartache. So from broken um, hearts, heart wall, yeah. Your heart creates to shield you from feeling intense emotions mm. that maybe you couldn't handle, okay? Right. And there might be some people on the planet that don't have heart walls, but I... I've never met one, and I had one. Mine was created in my mother's womb because wow. um, my mom and dad did not have a good relationship, and my soul knew I was going to need help. Oh, wow. And I was too empathic because I was born this way. I just didn't realize it until I was older. So my soul knew, my, my subconscious mind knew I needed help from the very first day. So mine was created, right. but it was made of wood. And what's interesting about that is I can ask people's subconscious mind what's it made out of. And to me, that is fascinating because they're all different. So mine was out of wood, and my dad was a carpenter. So he built houses. So it was no shock to me that it was made out of wood. And I had another client who was molested when she was very young. And her heart wall was made out of silly putty and jacks. And little toys that if you stepped on it would kill you. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> like yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um they were they were sticking out of her heart wall. Oh wow. And then, um and then there were booby traps in there. So she was not kidding around. I mean she built a solid one. Another client, she lived in a place in Texas where there was red dirt. I didn't know it. And when I asked her subconscious mind, well, what's her heart wall made out of? It was all red dirt. Oh wow. Like so yeah, the clay red dirt stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, what's happening to you at the time that you create it is very poignant. In these readings is the age that a heart wall is created, that the emotion is trapped. And so my client can go look at that and go, oh, well, I think the reason why this heart wall happened is because blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm working with a guy right now. His heart wall was created at age five. And when I told him about it, he said, I don't, I don't know what happened at five. I had a great childhood. Well, I don't know, but if, if I'm seeing it, you're ready to let it go. Well, he called me last night and said, my best friend was a little girl, and I was let off the bus first. The bus went down the street to let her out. She had a notebook that had papers, loose papers in it. The papers flew underneath the bus. The bus driver didn't see her. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was what happened. That would be hugely traumatic. 
And as a little child, they can't comprehend and process that very well. You know, not not when you're five, you know? Yeah. No, and this, this gentleman's in his mid-50s. So think back when he was a child and he was five. There was no counseling for children. Right, you know, right. Just, your mom told you to, you know... Get over it. I mean, right? Yeah, it, it, it is very interesting, but also kind of tragic. The parents, and I'm not saying everybody does that, but I think some parents. Uh, when you and I were younger, you and I were about the same age. When I was younger, my mom would just kind of say, you know, hey, get over it. You're fine. You know, just slough it off. You're good. You know, but I do agree with you. And I remember even when my little girl, she was having a hard time with math. She could not do math. Great at English terrible at math and at a very young age getting made fun of and I sat down and I addressed it and I coached her and and told her how to handle people that were kind of making fun of her and and kind of not necessarily bullying her it was it wasn't to that point but it really upset her and to this day she still has a little I, I think that is a heart wall for her I did my best to address it and to make her feel that I was hearing her and trying to help her but that is a thing that I think she's needs to finally let go of so maybe I might be calling you on that uh. <laughs> you know I have actually done sessions for children who had blocks in school um, I haven't had much feedback you know about how they're doing because they're still in the middle of the process if you're not ready to go there and feel that emotion I'll never see it because the point is not to cause more trouble the point is to get healthier Right, right. Yeah. And so when you read people's auras, whether you're on the phone or Skype or Zoom or whatever, do you have to see them visually or can you feel them? I have my dog here, so sorry. <laughs> or can you feel them um, even just through the phone? I mean, is it is that something you could do both or just more of a, a visual thing? I like to talk to my client once just to hear their voice. Okay, gotcha. You have to hear your voice. That's a big thing for me. Because your voice and your name are very identifying to you. And there's only one voice that goes with one name. So as long as I can hear that voice and name one time, I can do an emotion code session in the middle of the night when my client's totally asleep. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. I can to their subconscious mind with their permission, of course. Um, so I've read for people as far away as Sydney, Australia, Saudi Arabia, Nicaragua. Wow, nice. It doesn't matter where you are. I just have to hear that voice once. Okay, so like, but let's use me as an example. Now you've heard my voice. So if I said, hey, Carla Mae, can you please work whatever you work on my subconscious for my emotion code, heart walls, both, all of the above. You can do that while I'm sleeping. You just needed to hear me talk. You just needed to hear my tone of voice, whatever. And then you go from there. Because that's kind of like what other psychics do. They just need to see a picture and that energy from a picture you know so I, I get what you mean yeah you know, it's that voice imprint okay okay it is absolutely identifying to one soul and one soul only okay so as long as I can hear that and I have your permission that's the one thing that's very important to hear is that you know I can't just randomly do a session for someone who, who hasn't asked me and given me permission because that would just you know, it would be invading their of course their right their right privacy and whatnot right now, when when you do that for someone and you perform that healing for them, do they feel it right away? Or is that something that just kind of comes along later? How does that work for them? Well, okay, so we did a session and we released the emotions. And, and once that emotion is released, it's gone. Okay. So it's not therapy. You're not working on that anymore. It's gone. So one black cotton ball or 30 black cotton balls per session, whatever we get to, 
those are out of your aura now. So now your aura has changed. So okay. imagine it being a box of crayons. Okay. What happens when you take a crayon out of a box? They all move. Yeah, that's true. So they're, taking, they're taking up that space. The space has to be taken up by something. There's never going to be just a random hole. Okay. Okay. So um, what's going to happen with your aura is it's kind of like you sat on the couch and you stood up. It might have a little bit of an indent for just a few moments and then it's going to be just the couch. Right. So for the next two or three days, you might feel a little weird. You might feel a little under the weather. You might feel really exuberant. You might be really happy. You might be really tired. You might be emotional. You might not feel a thing. However, okay. you're going to feel lighter eventually. Because you're not carrying around quite so much stuff. And if you do it enough times, you're really going to see a big difference. Wow. See, that's that's incredible. I mean, I think that's fantastic. And what a wonderful thing that you can do for people that I've never heard of. And that's why I had to have you on my show. I was like, this is crazy cool. But let me tell you, I also know something about you. You told me that your house is haunted. And I want to hear all about that now. Yes, it's really haunted. Okay. A really old house. It's 1800s. Okay. It's when it was built. And you can, you know, any older home is going to have, you know, energy, remnants of energy. Sure. And, um, and possibly a ghost. What a ghost is, it's just a spirit, just like we are, who's passed on. And at some point in that process, they have become afraid because they know that where they are, nothing bad is happening to them. So they just kind of stop that process. Okay. So it's their choice to be there. So that's what's happened in my home. There's this woman here who used to live here. Okay. And she still thinks she lives here, which I'm fine with. I've tried to help her because you can't help them. You can have the angels come and help them see that nothing bad's going to happen to them. And they can continue on and finally go on to the fifth dimension where we all go. Okay. She, She stopped herself. And so... She's caused some issues here because in the middle of July, I came home from being away for about two or three hours, and my one room in my house was burning hot, and I live in a pretty mild climate. Right. Well, um, she had turned two baseboard heaters on to high. Oh, my goodness. I could take that maybe it was a short or something weird happening in an older house if one was on, but the fact that two on opposite walls were on... I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you know, what's crazy about that is you wonder, it's like that movie, The Others, where she thinks she lives there and you're a ghost to her and she's a ghost to you. So when she opens the blinds, you close them or vice versa. When you turn the heater on, she turns it off. (laughs) You're haunting each other. It feels like that because it's not residual. It's not this recording or imprint. She's actually... You're feeling her there, correct? Oh, yeah. And I see her. I feel her. She's not too talkative. Um, one night, I, I was laying in bed. I was in a new addition to the home. So I was laying in bed looking through a bathroom, which was the original part of the house, where she would have been okay. living. And then there was a hall on the other side of the bathroom. And a blue light illuminated the hallway long enough for me to realize, how oh, that light is only in the hallway. Like, it was not spilling out into the bathroom. Oh, that's crazy. So, yeah. I know. So I get up, and I turn on the hallway light. It's not blue. It's just, you know, it's just an old light fixture. Right. Um, I'm outside. I looked around. You know, there was no explanation at all. So I went back to bed. I'm laying there about an hour later. 
and what happened again? Wow. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that is. Who knows? Maybe it happens all the time when I'm sleeping. She's just living there. She's living there. But, you know, with you being able to communicate, you would think you could get through to her, especially if you've lived there longer than a month or two. You've been there a little while. So why do you think you can't reach her? What do you think it is? Well, you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. Well, that's true. Yeah. But do you think she knows that you could help her if she wanted it? Or do you think she just blocks you out? Oh, you did. I mean, I told her enough times, listen, I can have them help you. You don't have to stay here. You can go ahead and finish your journey. But, you know, Leslie, I have hundreds of stories about ghosts that I've seen over my career. Oh, I'm sure. Everywhere. Everywhere. And a lot of times, they're perfectly happy with where they are. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want. I did a ghost busting for a hotel in Waxahachie, Texas. And there was a little girl there. We actually filmed it for my show. And the lady who was walking into the hotel, the manager, She's standing in this basement to the hotel where they had a indoor swimming pool. Okay. Well, of course, it was empty at the time, but she showed me the swimming pool, and she said there was a drowning here. And I said, did it happen to be a little girl? And she said, yeah. And I said, you know, because there's a little girl here wearing a blue dress, and and she kind of feels like that's who you're talking about. And her eyes got huge. Yeah. And she said, oh, my God. And she said, how did you know that? I said, she's standing right beside you. And she, you know, nearly jumped out of her skin. But it was that little girl. And then in the same hotel, there was, you know, particular rooms that they wanted me to go look at because people had reported um, ghost behavior and paranormal behavior. And so and I see all these people in these chairs lined up. They look like guests, but there's some porters there. There's obviously cleaning ladies from the hotel. So it's not just the guests at the hotel, but the people that work there too. Right. And they're all lined up. Nobody looks happy. <laughs> they're all <laughs> not happy. <laughs> like, okay. And so I said, was there a murder here? Oh, wow. And she said, I don't, I don't know about that. And I said, well, I get the impression that there was a murder here and there, people are being questioned. Well, later she called me and she said, in fact, there was a murder here. Oh, wow. And yeah. we did have an inquiry about what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I left the hotel, the little girl, we came down the elevator and she was on top of the elevator peeking down at me. Oh. With a big grin on her face. She oh. was not unhappy. Well, it does make you kind of sad, you know, when they're kids. Because they could be, re- you know, so is it because they were okay with it and they're an, on a soul level, they're not really a kid, they're just a soul? Is that kind of what we're dealing with? Okay, okay. We're all souls living and masquerading in a human body. Right. So, and, and I, there were several ghosts in that hotel who were perfectly fine taking care of the hotel, thinking that they were doing that. And, and, and I tried to release a few. I have released ghosts before, and some of them are, are done. You know, they're ready to move on. They'll eventually get to that point, and I'm assuming that that's part of their journey, too. Right. Otherwise, they would move. Exactly. Now, I know you also teach students how to be a little bit more uh, perceptive and uh, maybe even work on their psychic or medium skills or, or whatever their gift is. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, you know, really what I do is I help people remember mm, that okay. they have this connection, too. So people have throughout my career, asked me, why do you have this gift and I don't? And I always say, you do. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. is born with instinct. We all have that instinctual knowing of what is right and wrong. Right. No, I agree. Us. 
Yeah. No, 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 I, yeah. Right for you may not be right for another person, but for you, you know when you're right. Yeah. I agree with you on that. And I've, I've gotten really good at talking to my mother. (laughs) She died like three and a half years ago. And I just started trusting it because I was like, first of all, I thought I was crazy. And I've said this several times on my podcast. I'm sure my listeners are so sick of hearing about this, but I just started trusting it because when I interview my guest, most of the time we don't know each other. So we, and I figure it's better just to talk and get to know you more while we're recording as opposed to, you know, just talking for an hour and then going on. Then we have nothing to talk about. But my point is, I just trusted it. And now I have conversations with my mom and she is greeting people up there. She loves, she's like the welcome wagon. She loves it. She freaking loves it. Yeah. And I know that's what she's doing right now. Well, we all have it. Now there's more, like, I kind of liken it to Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was clearly, obviously born with the gift of basketball. Right, right. But that doesn't mean he was the best basketball player that we knew him as an NBA star. He had to participate and learn and hone his skills. So to do it professionally, I've had to do that too. Right, you know, right. When I first did my first read, I was not as fast or proficient as I am today. Today, I could do it in the middle of a tornado. It's no big deal. Um, oh, that's nice, yeah. Gotcha. Because I've been doing it for 20-plus years. Are you able to do any predictions on... I just had this two-part series prediction episode in January because this is going to air in February. Do you have any predictions for this year, um, or do you even do things like that? I do. I think that, you know, the New Aquarius age really has come in. I don't know about it. You know, people who are not connected to their intuition, if they felt it or not. But those are the people who really are, those people who really, really are connected. Boy, you could feel it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this fall, I paused all my readings because the energy on the entire planet from COVID and, and what's happening in the United States with the election, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All that stuff yeah. is so chaotic, unprecedentedly chaotic. I have never felt it that way. Wow. And yeah. I just said, you know what? Until this fear calms down, let's just not do sessions right now because it's really hard to pick up on a clearer picture of what's happening. And you're going to look through all that fear. It's like a murky water. Yeah. Because it's a vibe, I think, that everybody's giving off in this world of just being so frightened of COVID and so frightened. And I, I hate to keep bringing up COVID on all my episodes, but it's just such a big part of what's going on right now. It's hard not to talk about it because it's just all around us. And I'm I'm hoping we, we're coming on the home stretch on this with the vaccine and herd immunity from people that have had it and that do have the antibodies and all those things. But yeah, it's a scary situation and just the election and January 6th with the mobs and it was just craziness. You can see, you know, people are like, this has never happened in America like this before. Not in our recent history, maybe in the beginning years. Well, it's because people are in that fear. Right. And it's yeah. just, it's like a blanket overlaying on everything. So I'm hoping that this year will calm down. And the Aquarius is more of a spiritual energy. So a lot of people who have crossed this last year and even the last few years, they felt that energy coming. And that was not energy that they were going to be in harmony with. And they crossed. I, I agree with you on that. I think that was their way out. They didn't sign up for it. They didn't want to be here for that. And they took that road out. Well, and you know, thousands of readings later, Leslie, I am a firm believer that the moment that you agree to go back into the spiritual plane, that moment is going to happen no matter what. 
Yeah. And you can be yeah. in a room full of the best doctors on the planet, and you're still going to go. So, right. right. You know, you can't change it. You can't affect it. No, I, I agree. You're just never, yeah. ever going to change that moment. So if you can, gosh, just get out of the fear. Right. You know, wash your hands. Wear a mask. Right. No, I know. Really, seriously. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, I do think that the light at the end of the tunnel is coming our way and they are getting, I'm a firm believer in these vaccines. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to make them better. I think there's still a little tweaking to be done and I'm hoping they go to one dose. But um, I think everybody just needs to relax and just like you said, wash your hands, wear a mask, be thoughtful of others. If you are sick, don't go out, whatever. Um Carla, May, tell my listeners where they can find you, your website name, everything. If they would like a reading from you, tell us where we can find you. My website is carlamay.com with a me. So C-A-R-L-A-M-A-E.com. Okay. carlamay.com. And then my phone number is 214-957-3146. Okay. And I have a group on Facebook called Messages with Carla May. Messages with Carla May. Okay. And that's also the name of my TV pilot that I had back in the 90s, I think. You can actually Google uh, Chrome and you'll see snippets of my TV show I had. Oh, nice. And okay. Then, yeah. And then, you know, Chrome is all over everywhere. I mean, if you Google my name, it's all over. But that's the, that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Okay. And to my listeners, uh, what you can do for them is something I've never heard before. And like I said, this is just so interesting to me. The emotion code, the heart walls all the things that you specialize in that you can help people with their aura and you can find it and you can do it with just listening to someone's voice. And then all of a sudden you can tap in. That's impressive. And that's just fascinating to me. So Carla, it's been a pleasure today and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Leslie. Have a good day. If you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review. It'll help my podcast out and more people will be able to listen. Also, I am a novelist and write paranormal romance. All my books are available on Amazon.com, so check me out. And you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you guys all for your support, and I'll talk to you next week.